Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, so, um, what, what happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are back. This is This Was Rad Podcast, the podcast where two guys watch movies from their 80s. I am Paul. I'm Greg. And Greg, I personally, this was on my this was on my list originally when we had Willow with us way back when. Okay. This was a movie I thought she would get into. It. I remember it being a children's movie. Um, I have theories mm-hmm. as to what what it actually is. Okay. And we watched Batteries Not Included. Yes. The asterisk, asterisk. is silent <laughs> because the there is an asterisk at the beginning of yes, this there film. Is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Uh, I'll go first. I remember this movie pretty fondly. Um, I, I definitely remember watching this with my brothers a lot. This is one of those movies that we recorded to tape and we used to watch over and over and over again. Um, we just, all three of us love this movie. We thought it was funny. It was, it was fun. It was cute. And the batteries not included thing just in general. I mean, talk about an 80s staple. That was, I mean, that was just everywhere. You know, now everything's powered by what? Like watch batteries that you just pull the little plastic tab out of and yeah. And that's about it. So batteries are, are usually included. I think I actually, now I'm surprised when I buy something and I have to go get batteries for it. I am too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even um even like remote controls or Yep. Or like, you know, like if you buy an Xbox controller or whatever, they all come with like that first set of batteries. Yeah. Isn't that f- that are from some unknown company that you can't buy the batteries normally, like they're only like first run crap batteries that are gonna die in a week, but whatever, they're there. But what an interesting choice, because clearly they didn't put batteries in it because they were either some sort of like Hasbro Duracell underground commitment mob thing or they were just cheap i'm gonna guess it was the second one i'm 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 going cheap now (laughs) were you aware that this screenplay had four writers uh i was when i watched the credits (laughs) did you notice who one of the writers was i did not brad bird oh yeah okay uh incredibles yep yeah that guy yeah 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 uh more importantly iron giant um, sure, sure. Because, man, that movie rules. Yep, I agree. Uh, I I definitely agree with that. Um, so no, this was but... this was an Amblin Entertainment movie. There were many of these in the 80s. Uh, Steven Spielberg was on his producing kick again. And this is now. Now, he didn't technically produce this movie. I think I think this was just in the Steven Spielberg presents wheelhouse because Amblin was his company. Uh yes. Um, there's a first of all, uh, I just watched it today by accident. There's a fantastic documentary on HBO called Spielberg, oh. and it it's literally about his entire career. It's like two and a half hours, and it's really oh, in that's depth. That's really cool, and it was really entertaining. But it, it actually went into this section of time where Amblin was pres producing a lot of movies so kathleen kennedy george uh steven spielberg um and another individual they kind of created amblin and they would just any script that they thought was really worth making yeah they just make and they would put steven's name on it 
just to you know he was kind of picky about that he did put thing he did say um only things that he really felt strongly about and and that actually makes sense because if you look i'm only going to mention movies that we've done yep under the amblin uh uh company you've got et gremlins goonies back to the future harry and the hendersons inner space batteries not included who framed roger rabbit land before time and at least six of those he didn't even touch Right, no, just just his company did, yep. and and there's there's several others. I'm not just going to as much as I'm sure our audience would love me to just read a list of movies. Uh, there's quite a few more that I believe we will wind up doing because they're they were they were big big movies. Yeah, I, I, there's no way we're done with Steven Spielberg when it comes to when it comes to movies. There's just no way. No, so no. so um oh I I uh, I'll, I'll just say this because uh, I've I've screwed up the. Uh, the, the process that we have, the the delicate process. Uh, I remember almost nothing about this movie, and I believe I saw this movie in the movie theaters. I'm almost positive. Okay. I only remember that there were, like, robots in it, and one robot is, like, a guy's hamburger, and it, like, jumps away from <laughs> it. I remembered yes. literally nothing else about this movie. I, I surprisingly remembered a lot of this movie. I didn't remember every detail, but I remembered a lot of it. What I didn't remember, and we'll get into this throughout the movie and at the end, was how weird this movie is. And and I mean weird as in, who the hell did they market it to? Who was, when they said, okay guys, we have this movie. Let's get the poster, let's get the trailer, let's get asses in the seats. Okay, well, are we going for the 18 to 34 demographic? Are we going for the uh, the 55 and over crowd? Are we going for the 10 to 8 to 10 year olds? What are we going for? And someone just looked at that guy and said, yes, that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are we only going after a person? <laughs> we could just go after everyone. Why go after a demographic? Let's go for the demographic. <laughs> Let's get let's get from embryo to uh, deathbed confessions. Let's get them all. So, uh, uh, while while we're talking about demographics and who this movie is for, I will tell you I think this movie stands alone in that it's an Amblin film that has literally only people who are B to C list actors and actresses. There's not one real famous person in this movie, with the exception of Jessica Tandy, mm-hmm. who's incredibly famous. Yeah. But if you take her out of it, you've got Frank McRae, who, if you do not know, I, I believe a law was passed that he had to be in every cop film in the 80s. <laughs> yes, you if did. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yep, yep. Uh, he is, you, you know him, he is a very tall black guy and if you saw him and you watch movies in the 80s you'll go oh yeah he was you you know what i actually remember him from is he basically plays the same role in last action hero and national lampoon's loaded weapon one he plays the real angry sergeant yeah uh well you know what's interesting he was in a previous uh, i can't i couldn't remember the movie he was in he was in a movie um already that we've done from the 80s. Oh, and really? I, yeah, because I remember going, oh. Red Dawn. Red he was, Dawn. He was the teacher yes. of Red Dawn. And I, and I said, he's going to come back up when we get to Batteries Not Included. Yep. Um, I would I would argue Hume Cronin was pretty big, it, which is an interesting thing because he's somebody that didn't have a lot of, like Jessica Tandy was really famous in the 50s and 60s. Right. Kind of fell out in the 70s. And then in the 80s had this resurgence in like movies like yes. Cocoon and this and where they just started. probably peaking, I would say peaking with Driving Miss Daisy is yes, probably exactly. like that was like her yep. like second resurgence when that movie won like Best Picture. Yeah, and well, that was all in this time period, you know, the yeah. the, the mid to uh, late to late eighties, early nineties. Um, Hume now, Cronin what, was pretty big too, though. I would I'd put he, him at least B plus. Well, and and all all I can say is I think what they said is I want to make a movie. About old people. And they said, that movie's already been made. It's called Cocoon. Mm-hmm. And they said, why don't we just get two people from Cocoon? And they said, okay, fine, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Because both of these people were in Cocoon. Oh, I know. I'm very well now, aware. what I want to do, I don't know how much money this will take. I want to cover Cocoon and have my wife on the show. I've never watched a movie with her and seen her more angry than when we watched Cocoon. Like, her takes on Cocoon are amazing. I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna try really hard. I don't. It's it, because it, it, would, it is. It's it's <laughs> this movie and Cocoon have a lot in common, 
and and we're gonna get to it but um okay quickly before we get there i i also want to point out uh we have dennis bootsicaris who you probably know if you watch better call saul he plays one of the uh head lawyers for one of the other law firms um also you've got elizabeth pena she is in the criminally underrated lone star and if you have never seen the film Lone Star, do not look up anything about it. Just go watch the movie. It's a masterpiece. It is an amazing, amazing movie. And it has the greatest flashbacks I have ever seen. Seriously, seriously. It's a great, great, great movie. Never we can't it. cover it because it was like in the late eight, uh, late 90s, I think. I haven't seen that one. So she was in another movie that we've done now. And again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, again. Yeah, th- Believe me, I've wa- we've watched a lot of 80s movies, and it does come up more every so often where someone, if you have it open, she was definitely in a movie we've already covered. Well, I know I know she's in Jacob's Ladder because she she plays the girlfriend in Jacob's yep. Ladder. Uh, but we didn't we didn't cover Jacob's. No, Ladder, she's in so, a uh, she's in a like a real minor role in another movie. I don't I don't see her. I'm looking at her thing right now. I don't see her in anything we've done. Mm. Well, you know, the the only the only thing that I remember her from is. Um, uh, she's the voice of one of the characters in The Incredibles, which is also a Brad Bird. Thing, yes, so I, yes, that was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, I think at this point, um, I think we're starting to get into everybody else's movie podcast territory, where we talk about their IMDb page for forty-five yeah. minutes. Let's, you know what? We'll just let's, chop this down so that it's exciting, and let's just get to the movie. Let's get to what we do. Batteries not included, and it starts out uh, with I actually liked the opening. Uh, um. Someone doesn't know how uh, size works when oh, when putting oh, pictures on old you wanna, pictures. You want to see how people did things before Photoshop came <laughs> yes. out? Watch this because, man, they are trying to show this couple's life kind of in, in their heyday when they they were young and, like, they opened this restaurant. It's all just through still pictures and, oh, my God, this looks terrible. It, it's it, it conceptually, it's a great opening because it, it tells Agreed. a great story. It's kind of like the opening of Up, right? It tells this great story of how they come together. But it's clearly like an intern took young photos of Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy and then cut them out and then glue stick them onto old photos because and, their and, and heads it, are always twice as big as the body. It's it's literally like they were like, don't worry, I, I, I'm i really great at this. And then <laughs> yes. they forgot about it and they were like, uh... How many pictures can we get of both of these actors? Two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll make that work. Only two photos. You got it. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, and listen. I got a. I got a job for you. It's very important. Okay. okay. I, I, you're the only guy I can trust on this. Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. Oh, it's my big break. It's okay. My big break. I'm Jimmy, really excited. This, I literally. You do this. Spielberg himself has told me you are his right hand man for photo oh. editing. Okay. That is that is that is good because I've got a I've got a lot of good ideas. Okay. They're gonna be very big. So what we need you to do is uh, he, this is a stack of old photos from New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. black and white. Well, yellow and white. But um, what we need you to do is to take these uh, this one photo of Jessica Tandy and this one photo of Hume Cronin mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from uh, from about thirty years ago, and we need you to make every photo look unique and like they're they're the people in the picture. Can you do that? How hard could it possibly be? And then 15 minutes later, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I picture flash forward 30 years. Jimmy's in the gutter. They're interviewing him for that documentary. I just, I, I, I had a big break. I just, I, I just, I tried to explain to Steven. I just, I, I worked with what they gave me. I had, I had the greatest idea. It was about, it was about a couple and they chased tornadoes. <laughs> It was, it was going to be amazing, and then, and then Twister came out, and uh, I couldn't, I can't, I can't handle it. Twas the cow that did me in, <laughs> and it, it wasn't in my screenplay. He never recovered. Uh, that was, that so, was it. so, so anyway, that, anyway, that the, opening the, sets uh, the we can actually kind of speed this up. Basically, go through a lot of stuff very quickly. The old couple, uh, Frank and Faye, are their yes, names. Yes. And they live in a apartment building. And this is, I I was shocked at how generic this was. They lived in an apartment building that was getting, all the surrounding areas were getting bought by some big real estate developer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were, they were this was like the last holdout. They wouldn't leave. 
the and uh so the the there's uh these like cronies you know the the, the street toughs oh, that the developer is using yes. is trying to pay them off to get out and when that doesn't work he's intimidating them with a baseball bat that we do not see him without until it is physically taken away from him did you yeah, notice that i he did has, he has it doesn't matter where he is he's got that stupid bat with him yeah well, hey, you know what? Everybody's got their security blanket, you know? Yeah, and yeah, that's Carlos's. Yeah. Um right. I I will say, um, all the acting in this movie, very well done. Um, I would agree. Um even you know what? I was thinking about it just before we came on. Even Carlos, and we'll get into a lot of his stuff yeah. as we go along, I kinda almost felt like he was kind of cartoonish right up until like like minute an hour and forty five. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a scene we'll get to that like really defines his character and it's not the one you, I'm, i don't think it's the one that people would think of it's it's an interesting one that i thought was really cool but i i love the acting in this movie it's so well done. i i agree but i just wish this didn't feel like two or three different scripts that they kind of cut and paste it because tonally this movie I starts agree. out it's super heavy i mean like like real heavy not fun not even like gags. No. It's like for 20 to 30 minutes, it's about a woman with dementia who doesn't know where she is, a man who has watched his life. We we will find out after the death of his son that he feels responsible for. Yeah. Has watched his life crumble away. All his friends have moved away. And he has a diner that no one goes to that he tries to go to every day to make money. But, but they're all like that. Um, the, the Spanish woman, I forgot her name, uh, Linda, Lydia, something like that, whatever her name was, uh, the, the pregnant well, woman. I'll, I'll find it in a Whatever second. it is. She doesn't even have a boyfriend. She's, she's apparently, and by, by the way, nobody has a goddamn job. I don't know how they're paying to stay there in the first place. Now they're just squatters as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> but, but she's all alone. Uh, artist guy, uh, Mason, his girlfriend leaves right at the beginning of the movie. You got the, uh, uh, uh his... His girlfriend uh, was one of the wives in The Burbs. Did you notice that? I didn't. I haven't seen The Burbs in a very long she's, time. She's a she's a classic '80s character yep. actor, but yeah, that that made me. Um, laugh. and then and then uh, Harry, the former boxer, is you know he he's a former boxer, and now he's just a a, a silent oaf. And it's like I was gonna say he's not he's not like a former boxer he's like a former boxer like Rocky Five who like took too many shots to the yes. head and doesn't know where he is most right. of the time and it's it no this is this is like something out of like an existentialist like like masterpiece it is soul crushingly sad <laughs> at the beginning it's it's American Gothic if you took the humor out of American Gothic. <laughs> Like if it's you, just, if you if you bled all the color from that, you're like yes, real close. Yes. If you took if you took all all the humanity that builds up those people in <laughs> Hell's Kitchen in 1940s and sucked it dry and put it in this one little building, that's these. I if if you didn't know little robots were coming in this film as a child, twenty minutes into this film, you have to be looking at your parents like, what the fuck are we watching, mom? Yeah, <laughs> like it's just, and then and then you get soap in your mouth. You're saying that in front of your mom because that's that's what happened. We didn't, you know. It's well, uh, it was we. You know what? We could make a Tide Pod joke, but we're above that. We're above that. We're above. We're that. way above it. Also, Tide Pods are like two months ago. So hey, hey, we, you that, know that listen, ship has listen, sailed. Listen, they they've moved on from from planking to Tide Pods to <laughs> uh to actually having a political point. Teenagers are very I, progressive. You know how they are. I got. I got to say, you know what? I I love how your high points in all of internet culture goes playing <laughs> Tide Pods. Actual political stance. <laughs> you know like, what? Though those were the highlights. Those are teenagers for the last I don't know eighteen months. <laughs> teenagers. Ice what are you challenge? Do? Maybe. Uh, there. I don't know. I saw a lot of adults doing that shit too. Uh, no, I don't. I don't buy that one. Fair enough. What about uh? What about what about T-bowing? Okay, we'll throw T-bowing in there. Show what. All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 That, all right. All right. So anyway. that gets an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> T-bowing not included. <laughs> yeah. Keep up. Uh, keep keep. Uh, hey, Simon and Schuster. Why don't you let us write a book for you about the internet? <laughs> we'll only cover the important stuff. We'll call. It, we'll even call it. A brief history of the internet. We'll do do a timeline book. (laughs) It's just just four dots. 
It's more of a pamphlet, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a book yeah. is it's, that's very generous. We can hand it out at high schools. They'll not understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of stuff happens in the beginning. Like you said, it's mostly just building up all these characters to see how absolutely decimated their lives are. What I really right. want to talk about are the complete lack of any safety rules in this live construction zone because uh, yeah. nobody cares. Pregnant lady just walks right through. Limo drives through. Hume Cronin goes out and starts slapping a dump truck. I mean, does are there any rules at all? Hard hats, I guess. I was yeah, very shocked. We do, see, we do see hard hats. Yeah, that's about it, though. And so, uh, what, something something that's very important is that Faye is uh, demented, and I don't mean that in a funny word. I mean like she actually has uh, probably, dementia. Uh, probably She's Alzheimer's or something. Constantly mistaking like that, yes. uh, yeah. Carlos. For her son, Bobby. Yes. Uh, again, we find out eventually that Bobby's dead, but she kind of has forgotten about this. Um, she constantly, like, doesn't recognize her husband. Nope. She doesn't, She she's always asking, like, where are these people? Why does why does the uh, building it, look like this? Where's the neighborhood? Uh, it, and she is just wandering around. <laughs> well, that's how the movie, like, the movie whatever. starts with her I, I guess they just, again, we say this a lot, freewheeling 80s. Just, <laughs> it'll... It'll figure itself out. Don't worry about it. You know what's funny is is when we meet Faye, she's coming back. She goes, I went, I had to go to the markets. Because I do love Jessica Tandy's Oh, she has such voice. a distinct voice. It's so good. I love it. I will be doing it throughout the episode because I don't care. As you should. And she goes, I had to go to the market. I had to buy the harm. Right? Nothing's in her basket. Frank... Hume Cronin, Frank, her husband, is completely beside himself trying to find her. She shows up and he just goes, oh, that fake. No, no, she disappeared for hours. Yeah. No, that's, that's, first of all, <laughs> just in modern society, I feel like be? there's, I feel like there's a jail sentence a-coming for yeah. just losing your wife routinely, or at the very least a stern lecture by a police <laughs> officer. Right. Um, nope. <laughs> and and we're gonna talk about the cops. I wasn't gonna say we gotta get to them. Minutes, let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely gotta get to them in a second. Yes. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> that, that's happening. A bunch of people move out of the building, and we're left with our with our core of the people yes. that you just mentioned. Yeah. And um, Carlos has been trying to give everybody money. Most of the people don't take it, so he goes to Plan B. Well, he breaks everything with a baseball bat. He just levels the the first floor diner. Yes. And Frank goes to talk to the police and he's like, you don't understand, Carlos, he came in, he broke everything. And he goes, eh, yeah, but you know, like, what do you want us to do about it? Uh, and he's like, I don't know, maybe arrest him. And he goes, you know how that's going to go. There's going to be 12 witnesses that says he was nowhere around here. And he's like, well, right, but like, then maybe we could continue and work our way up the ladder of, of solutions. And the cop just goes, eh, whatever. No, no. He goes, No. We're going to put him in jail. You know what he's going to do? When he gets out, he's going to come back for you. And he goes, well, maybe you can patrol the neighborhood. He goes, what neighborhood? I don't know. Like, what neighborhood? And then drives off. Well, so, maybe. Pre-Giuliani, pre New York. Mm. Yeah. Fun fact. The Supreme Court has ruled the cops are under are under no obligation to actually protect you. Just that seems fair. Fun fact. No, that's that a, that seems about right. Court case had to decide that. And they said, nah. But does that mean all of their cars they had to scratch out to serve and? <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That's does right. that mean that to serve and? They didn't also cross out the and. No, they no, left no. it. No, they left. They left the end just to remind you how hard they worked <laughs> not to protect you. I would. I would love it if somebody put a Y to serve Andy. It's just like that's that's a that's guys guys having fun. You know, just it's some it's some harmless. Punk move. Anyway, so so here we go. What's happening? Um, uh, one one important thing to mention is th there was a couple that was living there that moved out, and they really took care of Faye. So yes. now that they're out, Frank is like, he's going over all the medicine she has to take, which yeah. as far as I can tell is like, what, 14, 15 a bunch different of pills yeah, and, yeah. and liquids? Yeah. Um, uh, and they pretty much, uh, and they go, uh, they basically, they take the money and they go to like uh, a Shady Pines, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah Golden yeah, Girls that's, reference that's for right, everybody. That's right. Um, across, uh, although I got to say, it's in Jersey. I, I, I don't know. They, they, you couldn't find one in Florida? Uh, you know, the ones in Jersey are probably nicer because you probably have aging mobsters there. 
Oh, fair enough. And they probably, they're probably they like, well, if I'm going to live here, I'm going to throw some money at this place, you know, get a nice card table. Yeah, yeah. And, but what you're not thinking of is you may get out of the mob, but the mob don't get out of you. So as soon as you walk in, you're, you got to pay protection money every week or, you know, Tommy the nose is going to, you know, break your kneecaps and you explain to him that your knees have been bad for 20, 25 years. You're not going to feel that. And he says, maybe I'll just uh, disable the channel that gives you Matlock. And, whoa, okay, I better pay up, you know. I, I picture it more yeah, like, uh, a, a, uh, in nurse, come here, listen. Uh, listen, my uh, my grandfather here, he's going to he's gonna be with you for a little while and is what, uh, what you're going to do for me, okay? You're going to give him the fine silk depends. Do you understand? <laughs> when you... When you wipe my grandfather's undercarriage, you're going to do it with silk. Anything less, and I don't know, maybe something happens. Maybe uh, you're in the hospital for a little while. You're a nurse. You know how things go. <laughs> silk for my the grandfather. Turnover, it's really high here. <laughs> I don't know why. It's very interesting. And we can't. No, they don't. No, it's interesting. They don't quit. They just stop showing up one day. It's very interesting. Now we have a lot of male orderlies who walk around in suits, but uh, but the place is clean and we, and we have free matlock. So, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, you know what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> the mob, a mobsters retirement home. That's a TV show. That is a TV show. It's pilot season out here, and uh, we I need to get right. I know what uh, what next year. What we need we, to do. You and I have had some ideas. We should collaborate just once. On a really good tight script from one of our stupid I, ideas. I I gotta be on mob nursing home. I like I, it. I love it. I like it. We could shop that to Comedy Central. I want in a it to be. I want it to be like the Sopranos. Like it's a real like hard R, but we also put a laugh track in. Like it's like it's a sitcom. <laughs> so. So, so there's like two guys and they're trying to like, you know, bring out a dead body and like they drop it by accident. And they're like, oh, gabagoo. <laughs> and, like, and like, you know, they're trying to pick it up, but like they're old and it's really hard. And then they're like, ah, uh. you know, and, and the laugh track is just laughing and the body falls out and it's like really gruesome. Like his face was beaten in with like an old encyclopedia Britannica. You know, and, they, and like it's a real close up on the face. It's just like a pulpy mess, and the laugh track is just uproariously laughing the I, whole time. I just, I just picture two orderlies on a bridge, and and they 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 they're dumping a body, and it slips out, hits the water, and one of them goes, "Oh, it slipped!" Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Just one of those, right? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, so. All of this has gone on. They're not moving. Carlos is trying to is damnedest, and we kind of do see um, a thing with why Carlos at this point he we think he's just a thug, um, and he probably has one of the most dynamic arcs in the whole movie. Um, I, I would agree. Um, at the beginning, you kind of like oh, he's, he's he seems very cookie cutter um, and just kind of like oh he's just a thug, but you kind of see where Steven Spielberg's touches on this movie. He's not. There's something there, which is great. Um, but now, um, uh, Hugh Cronin, again, great scene. He, he, he puts his wife to bed, and you see him just kind of break down and just realize, you know, just how far gone she is and how he's going to have to take care of her. Um, and, he, and he just he goes, and he doesn't say, you know, to who, just puts it out in the right. universe, won't somebody help us? To which I say, <laughs> it turns out... This film takes place in a universe, Paul, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you might pray to Jesus, mm -hmm. you might pray to Muhammad, Cthulhu, but if you pray to no one in particular, mm -hmm. <laughs> robot overlords <laughs> will actually come uh, and help you out. This film is propaganda for a robot takeover of humanity. It's 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 pure propaganda, Paul. I, the robots show up. And I gotta say, they look great. They're I was shocked how good they looked. They they're putting the film very well. There's a little bit of yep. There's a yep. little bit later little, on little where it's, it's rough. It's rough. But the two main robots and and mud, the majority of the robots throughout the film look really well done. They don't the way that they're shot and the way that they're filmed. They don't feel like they're not there, um, which is great. But robots, where did if you didn't know what this movie was about and you saw that scene with Hume Cronin 
your next thought is not robots. No. It's impossible. You're thinking um, uh, the long-lost son that we don't know is dead comes back. You think right. uh, a tra- earthquake, miracle, um, Shaquille O'Neal as a descent, genie. A slow descent into madness of a man who is living in a world that has moved on, and he realizes that he must now perpetrate violence. And Because violence is the only way someone will listen to him. Yes. And a string of violent deaths later... He is he is undone by his own violence. I would have also accepted old man home alone style traps. <laughs> no, no. I, th- I, th- I think that's part of it. It, it, it becomes a a um a jigsaw <laughs> jigsaw like once you're in the building. There's really no escape. I kind of like also that. Also would have accepted an old man who's maybe Jesus. That was a big '80s thing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Who was it? God the the whole time. We don't know. The wandering wise man who comes in, solves everybody's problems, and then leaves by the end of the film. Also, (laughs) yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. George. Well, the old man would obviously be George Burns. Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, I'm here with my cigar, (laughs) which is a stand-in for my very large (laughs) penis. If you haven't heard, (laughs) I would have loved for them to have had that character show up. He sees the robots, and he's like, "Oh well." You've got it covered. And he just <laughs> wanders off to the next town. No, 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 no. He, no, he definitely shows up and goes, oh, that's an abomination to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's a holy war for the rest of the film. <laughs> it's a holy war. But instead, these robots show up. And you know what? Again, they're really clever. They're really well done. What I kind of like, I, at first when they look, so they, they show up, and what we find out is there's clearly two sexes to the robots and however manner it is um you have kind of like what i would have called the male um robot he's larger uh more um saucer plate like and then you have the female with uh lighter color eyes and yeah she has softer eyes and she's yeah she she has rounded um they're both flying saucers but yeah the guy is more angular with sharp features and the the woman robot is has rounder and softer features that's exactly right and she'll she's looking for a power source and they find a power plug and at first i even as a kid i was like really they just adopted uh american standard but so many times in this film they do show the robot's immediately building something to match their situation right and so looking at it as an adult it's more than likely they found the socket said what's going to fit in there and produced yeah. it um i'm glad that was your first thought my first thought was that electric bill is gonna be through the roof and someone's got oh no 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 i wrote that down later on when they went um, when she's uh when, when it's just spinning like spinning a clock, and not even like a <laughs> clock it's spinning like a like a tire on a car <laughs> That's how fast those the thing is spinning. It's, it's no, insane. No, no. And I I did write that down in my notes. I'm like, listen, these people, as far as I can tell, don't have jobs. I don't know how they're going right. to afford the electric bill. And then my next thought was, if this building is okay to, to demolish, nobody owns it, they're squatting, why is the power on? Another great question. I feel like if I was a developer, my first move, if I'm an evil 80s developer, cut power, cut and I've water. already taken all the rec centers in the surrounding area <laughs> yeah. because the breakdancing competitions were not won, because I brought in people from out of state to crush them, because I, I got burned too many times on the breakdancing competitions, and I figured out that, you know, much like the major leagues, mm-hmm. you have to source talent and bring them to you and then compete, because there's no law against that. Anyway, yeah. so after that, I feel like my next move is... Uh, hi, utility company. Yeah, just curious. What's the bill for this building that's been supposedly abandoned? Oh, yes, that's right. Tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, cut their power. Yeah, and right. Uh, that's it. It's over. You've won. So so it, it, she's sucking power on. Um, the, the male flying saucer has a weird thing with a nightgown. Even as a child, I was very confused by that. I'm still confused. I don't quite... I, I like. Is he doing, like, a bit? I, I don't... You know, as an adult, that's what I feel like he was doing. Like, he was like, <laughs> look, honey, I'm wearing one of their clothing. And Because she, she pulls it off like, come on, Harold, you're being an ass. Yeah. And floats away, right? But I I, I don't know. Um, do you think that... Do you think that guy's, like, like, the robot version of a furry where he likes to dress up like humans? Ooh, I don't know. It's a good question. Brad Bird... Hit us up, man. Yeah. We oh, want to know. Please. No, we would love to know if you wrote that section of the script. Which, by the way, I th- watching it, I have to believe he wrote ma- the majority of the funny robot parts. I would agree. Um, I, I I, would, uh, again, just out of the gate, I would 
I'm gonna guess he wrote kind of more of the more of the funny, like entertaining parts of the film. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is the other thing that we learn um, by the next day is these robots have the ability to manipulate atomic level particles. Yeah, they can fix stuff to a point where you never knew it was broken. Frank it, broke it, a vase. He was real angry and he threw the vase. And it's kind of actually cool. They barely pay any attention to it that it got fixed. It's Jessica Tandy wakes up and the vase is just there. sitting on the counter. Yeah. It's kind of in the background. She just like puts it away. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole bunch of things like that. Like there was uh, with Carlos and his buddies, they broke everything. They like hit holes in the door with a bat. Yep. That's completely fixed. They go downstairs to the diner and the diner is in better working order yep. than it was before Carlos trashed the place. Like everything is spotless and clean and working perfectly. So, uh, which is an, an unusual superpower um, to fit in. But I, I mean, I, I it fits with the story. But I don't know how right. any of the writers came to that conclusion that that was going to be what they were good at. But anyway, um, unless you have... It, it, it's propaganda, Paul. The robot overlords will come and they'll fix everything. <laughs> so, propaganda, Paul. Propaganda. So unless there's anything you want to get to, we could just get right to robots mating. Um, yeah, that's fine. The robots have babies. And um, yes. they scare Carlos off because they like they like shock him really bad. Um. And it's, it's like something out of, like, a cartoon where, like, his hair is super big and, like, his clothes are ripped. And he, like, is, like, he might as well have been running away going, like, like, you're one step away from that. I got to tell you, when he pops up with that hair and and the clothes, I laughed. I was, like, that's pretty funny. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good gag. It, it, was, it was good for the, you know, for what happened. Um, but what we find out is the robots are taking all of the metal um from from the area and they're building almost kind of like a nest um yeah. with metal stuff and then eventually they do like a mating ritual and the mama gives birth to two children at first and then there's a third and as we later see in the film when you know eventually the father gets injured and the mother repairs it what did they just literally look at that third child and go mm, no Nope. Um, you didn't see any of that. We can just uh, pretend that didn't happen. This this is where the stuff starts to fall apart, because I'm with you. We've seen them repair things to a degree that no one should be able to repair. Like, yep. like a vase that is in literal Thousands shards. Thousands of pieces. Yep. Has been repaired to a point where you can't even tell. They can't repair their own? Yeah. Well, and, and not even that. And we see them repairing she does. the film, actually. That's what I don't get. Now, my theory has to be, we see that that one in particular is made up of all little chunks of metal from Earth. So my guess is whatever makes up their species, their sentience, because it was cobbled together from things that weren't theirs or from their planet or whatever, it, it was stillborn, I guess is the easiest way to put it. It's a, it's a tough word, but that's it, right? And I think in their society... You can only write off two robots on your robot taxes. Oh, you're thinking of robot China rule. Yeah. Well, two, it, it, max close, two you children. Get, you get two instead of one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they were like, you know what? This saves us the problem of having <laughs> yeah. to ditch it somewhere or murder it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just call it a win <laughs> just, and go no, no, about no. our day. No, no, no. I, I think it's more like we don't call it a win. It's not a loss. It's a dash. We just move on. <laughs> uh, everything's been... You know, we're good. We'll call it a tie where the tie goes to the parents. Right. And that'll be the end. <laughs> so, so what happens? Well, we've got um, we've got Harry who decides, oh, I'll fix it by jamming it, setting jam, jamming it with wires that are connected to batteries, setting it on fire and then accidentally hitting it into a sink. Yes. Well, that's how he does it. I don't think I I want to believe the sink was not a planned action. Um, if it was, oh, no, 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 the sink was completely by accident, but that is like what this, you know, how you know they talk about like, the, like the divine spark, <laughs> this thing's divine spark is landing in a crappy sink. Hold on. That's, that's its spark that, 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 that gave it its sentence. No, no, no. Let's ask that question. Did Harry set a toaster above a sink with the expressed purpose of eventually kicking a small robot in there to bring it back to life? Was I that Harry's know. plan the whole time? I, I gotta, I, 
I would have I would rather have seen more play with the the these divine beings who answered prayer now have uh uh a a lowly human has given the divine spark to the robot. Mm-hmm. So like how does that dynamic play out? And 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 does the robot come back and it's like I've seen things that I shouldn't have seen because I was dead and now I'm alive again and I bring I bring wisdom from beyond the robot realm, <laughs> you know, and he and he becomes like almost like a robot Christ-like figure. Okay, okay. I would have. Uh, yes, yes. I, you know what? I have no other argument. Yes. All right. Good. Okay. Uh, we're both we're both in agreement. Yes. Great. Yes, I have no other argument. Instead, we go. We we can move right on to Robob's Burgers <laughs> because great show. Uh, uh, slowly, I'm slowly getting into it. It's tough. I'm not a hundred percent there, but I, it's I, I get it. I get it. You got me into Rick and Morty. I'm totally on board with that. Okay, okay, cool. I, cool. I, I watched that last year. Uh, I burned like all three seasons on Hulu uh, down at the Cape. Awesome. I, I love that show. Bob's Burgers still, I'm trying. I'm trying. I, the the first couple seasons feel a lot different than the later seasons. I actually like the first couple seasons better. Uh, I, st- I started from the beginning. Yeah, um, it's just, it's a little off, uh, uh, you know. But anyway... If it, I bet if it had robots, I'd be a little bit more into it. Yeah, um, there you go. But I like the scene. It's comical. It's funny. It's interesting. Um, Hume Cronin is trying to teach the robots how to make burgers, which I just, my only thought was, of course, get the illegal alien to, to work on the cheap, flipping burgers yeah. where no in the back where no one can see them. I get it, Hume. We know what you want. I want yeah. the wall, but I also don't want the wall. I get it. Uh, I like to think Frank was just like, hey, 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 just like we did it back in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm also not going to pay you like back in the 50s. <laughs> you sleep in the garage on the roof. <laughs> I don't know if you had that take, but I did. Why not? <laughs> so let's say I did. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is this is where, you know, uh, basically you have kind of this is the 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 higher point in the film where, you know, the construction workers are now coming in and they're eating at this diner. It's like a happen in place again. And uh, Carlos comes in and he's trying to rattle people. Great but scene. Now everyone's kind of on Frank and face side and they're like, hey, why don't you get out of here? What are you doing? Yep. You're just trying to harm this poor old lady. And we actually see this scene. I don't know if this is the scene you wanted to talk about, but you actually start to see a little bit of a turn in Carlos here. Um, when Faye says, when Faye, Faye keeps calling him Bobby, the, yes, name, the name of the her son, and she's like, oh, I'll make ham. Why don't you come to dinner? And he's kind of taken aback by this and he smiles and he's like, you're, you're inviting me to dinner. And she's like, oh, of course I am. And it's, it's actually a really nice little character moment. Like he plays it. He, again, the, the actor, um, he does a great job of, of actually kind of. His guard is down for a second. You know, he does He does a really a really great scene here. Well, and that's because she kind of prods him a little bit by bringing up his dad. And you kind of get the that's whole, right. you know, his dad's out of the picture and all that. And I think that's really what pings him to kind of think about it um, for a second. This isn't actually the scene. It's actually just about to come up. Um, okay. But you're absolutely right. This is another little scene where that character kind of breaks off from that stereotype of, of just another street thug. Um no, the part that I like is at this point, and then a little bit later, he says, um, you know, my goal is to do this job because Mr. Lacey, the, the big multi-billionaire guy who's trying to take over the whole neighborhood, that's the guy I want to be. And this is my break. If I do this, he's going to recognize me and I'm going to move up. And the scene that I really love with Carlos is you think that that's just words until he shows up at the office in a suit. It's a terrible suit. Oh, it's an awful It's suit. awful. But you really see that character like he means it. Like it's not yeah, just words to him. It, he wants to move up. And then when he sees, you know, as, as we find out later, once he sees what the real other side of that is to get to that level, that's when he completely changes. And, you know, and he kind of flips a morality switch um, in a good way. And I like it. Um, yeah. So as uh, as as Carlos is kind of maybe coming around, uh, Carlos goes uh, like like you just said, Paul. Carlos goes to the the building to deal with uh, with Lacey, and Lacey tells him, "Hey, you know what? You had your chance. You're off the job. I'm bringing in this guy over here. He's gonna fix everything." Yep. 
And Carlos is like, no, I'm going to still do it. I'm going to, you watch, I'm going to do it tonight. Well, this other guy that they've brought in is, is an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, flat out. Like, not even like a, not even like a, eh, little gasoline, little gasoline, flipping a match. Oh, no. no this, this man <laughs> takes pride in his work, Paul. I always forget. I always remember there's an arsonist in this movie. I always forget that there are, he's using what, um, phosphorus. And some balloons sort of full of gas. The it's, balloons it's a hanging very up. Elaborate setup. He's using phosphorus acid in a cardboard container that that's an, a makeshift timer. It, like it's very well thought out. Like this guy is yeah. not an amateur. And in fact, there's there's so so Carlos walks in on him and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What? There's nobody here. I'm just gonna get this done." And Carlos like loses it and he's like, "What? You want to blow this place up?" And he starts like attacking the gas lines. Yeah. And the guy is like shocked he's like you what you got that's evidence you idiot no 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 hold on wait a second the fire even in the 80s i think they'd be able to find the center point of a phosphorus burn i i also (laughs) like i think it's kind of adorable that this guy is like oh there's evidence like lacy hasn't already bribed all the all the fire chiefs to just be like it was an accident, right? Wink, wink. I think, it was an accident. I think he shouts evidence, but what he's thinking is, ah, oh, my delicate handiwork. No, that's 100%. This is this is like, in his mind, it's like, you just walked in <laughs> on Picasso and you started finger painting over his his work. You, you, you don't do that. Yes, you don't. Exactly. You don't have the right. You don't. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like if, if Bach came back to life, right? And he was like, no, I made some of the finest concerto music to ever touch the human ear. And and Carlos went, yeah, but I, I wrote Who Let the Dogs Out. Yeah, I uh, let me, so you know what? maybe, I got you heard that. Gucci Gang. Yeah, you know, um, maybe you, uh, maybe you know a little song by the name of the Macarena. It's a big hit in the 90s. Uh, that's me. No, Paul, that's me. Paul, we got it. No, it's got it's uh it's uh you got to you got to go you got to go current. That's what the kids want. Oh. So I think I think it's Gucci Gang. Is it? Yeah, Gucci Gang. That's okay. probably the fact that I know that means it's probably too old and there's some new hit thing. Um something by Carly B maybe? Uh okay. Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a more modern more modern song. Live in La Vena Loca? We're still we're still products of our time, Paul. Okay. We, gotta, we gotta get more with it. Okay. Rico Suave. Rico Suave? Are we possibly gonna get better than that? I don't think I, so. I mean I think we've I that uh, it's a, that's definitely the pinnacle for my life. I mean Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um I mean nailed it. Rico Suave. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> can my head you can, right? right? Now. Everybody who listens to this podcast can. I may drop it in. We'll see. But more than likely, uh, they could when you hear. drop this episode, I want to look the next day at the iTunes charts. <laughs> I bet you we are responsible for at least four or five buys of that song, I would. making it the highest day that that song has had in its existence on iTunes. <laughs> we challenge our, we challenge any listener. You buy Rico Suave, post a pic of it on Twitter or Facebook for us. Send it, yeah, send it, send us, send us a screenshot, and we will tally them or, up. Uh, and 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 hashtag hashtag it hashtag uh, rad Rico Suave. That's what we want to hashtag. Rad, for that. rad Rico. Rad Rad Rico. Rad Rico. I like that. Rad Rad, rad okay. Rico Suave. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. I said that. Anyway, uh, building blows. Up. Actually, no. Jessica Tandy uh, shouts out the window to Bobby. The still in the building. Turns out the building's not empty. Um, Carlos has a great turn here. He goes up and he tries to get her out. When he when he tries to convince her that he's Bobby to get her out, yeah. and she finally has that realization, I I, I did I teared up. I mean, it, it's she plays it so well, and he does such a great job of I'm doing this for one reason, one reason only. It, it's just such a great acting moment. Um, in yeah. in what is otherwise a kind of goofy movie. Um, Agreed. I loved it. Jessica Tandy goes and she pulls out the the old article. Um, cause she kept mentioning that he bought a new car and right. they didn't get along with her, with her husband, Frank. And so we kind of put all the pieces together. He bought a car, was angry at his dad, left in a rush, got into a car accident and it all kind of floods back to her. And it's a great scene. Um, but long story short, building burns down. 
Oh, we, we should mention that Rico did come back earlier in the film and attacked the robots and he hit one with an axe and like assuming that we killed it, but uh, it, it it's fixed. Yep. When it's fixed, mm-hmm. they all fly away. Okay. They're like, we've had it. What, what just happened? We're just getting attacked and we're out of here. Okay. Uh, it turns out we are no longer the masters. <laughs> the slaves have become the masters. Uh, I'm laughing because you just said Rico. Oh, <laughs> you did. I meant, I meant Carlos. Now who's the racist? God damn it. No, no, because we were talking about Rico Suave. I totally know why you said it. I just, now but, I just picture. But will the internet be so understanding, Paul? The answer is I just no. picture him now showing up in a leather jacket without a shirt on, sashaying his way in jeans and boots, <laughs> d- destroying robots. Rico, swing, suave, swing, swing. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right? Anyway. Uh, the, the little robot? Is gone. No, we already, building, he's gone. <laughs> he's, he's the left. building's a wreck. <laughs> Building's gone. Um, there's a couple different uh, scenes. Frank, Frank, uh, Faye. Uh, so Carlos saves Faye, but you know smoke inhalation and stuff. So they got to yeah. bring her to the hospital. Yeah. They go to the hospital. They they and again you have, you have Carlos again killing it. He tries he comes in and he's got like like some donuts and and flowers and he's just like hey I just you know I'm I'm really sorry and uh uh you know Faye is just. Well, Frank. Beside herself. Well, because Frank doesn't know about that other thing, he says, "Look, look, Faye, it's That's Bobby." Right. And even Carlos tries to to play it up one more time, and you know, and obviously Jessica Tanny, you know, Faye remembers her and Frank hug. I, I kind of feel bad for the way Carlos leaves this movie. He dumps this, the flowers and the donuts in the trash and just walks away. And I get that's that definitely completes that character's arc. Even when you try yeah. to do good. You were a bad guy. You really shouldn't get any kind of redemption at the end. Yeah. But I feel bad because, you know, in the end, you've, you've, he tried. And I think, and so uh, to, to to basically wrap this movie up, uh, the cops show up and they're like, hey, can you come with us, please? They go back to the building and the building has been rebuilt um, because all the, the, the robots came back with like an army of them. Yes. And they just completely rebuilt the building and it looks flawless like it did in its heyday. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. vibrant paint and... And all the the tile work is perfect and everything. And so um, I think Lacey had mentioned a thing earlier where he's like, we only have like two days before all the permits run out. And then like they have some kind of like legal recourse to try to stop the development. So, of course, time's expired. And it's just smash cuts to the future where these giant buildings exist, except for the area where this little building is. Well, (laughs) and that's the end of the movie. I, the re- One of the bigger things that was very small is at one point, um, we didn't even get really into the Hispanic woman and, and Mason. Honestly, it, you know what? They add almost nothing to this movie. It does not matter. They're, they're interesting characters in their in their little subplot, but they're not a big of the, part of the bigger picture. Nope. Nope. You could cut them out and it would not affect this movie. I don't think it all, would Other than all. it would shave some time off, which I'd be okay with. Um, the only thing that does happen is Mason did at one point try and get someone to... Um, classify the building as a historical landmark. At the Perfect. end, we see the lady, uh, and she and she's basically they've blessed it as a historical landmark. Uh, quick tidbit: Louise Guzman appears in the background. I don't oh, know no if you, I don't know if you know that. Uh, yes, kind of like how we saw LL Cool J in Night of the Comet. Uh, this is actually Louise Guzman. Uh, he really was is. on That's... set as an extra, and uh, he's in the background when Jessica Tandy and Frank get out of the police car so oh, no it's totally funny. uncredited yeah it's but it was kind of cool uh and that's the end of the movie uh everybody well it's the future so we have to assume frank and Faye eventually passed away because they were like 90 um but the building's there no, see, so that's good and and what i what i like to think is that the robots once once they die they they are brought back to life by the robots and oh. we can smash cut to thousands of years in the future. All Frank and Faye want is to die, and the robots will not let them. I just want to see my Bobby again. Nope, nope, nope. You're cursed. You're cursed. Wow. You called, you called for help. Why? And you got it. You got everything you wanted, and now you pay. Why, Frank? Why did you curse me so? <laughs> the little one, he, he tells me I gotta call him the Jesus. He won't let me die. That's right. Yeah, no. Well, they they can't because they're probably key figures in the mythology of this <laughs> robot uh, 
this robot religion. So, do you picture them like in, in like on another planet in like a makeshift of the diner, and like other robots like pass by like they're in a zoo, like the menagerie in Star Trek? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, uh, uh, all all I can say, Paul, is you and I just wrote a dynamite Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. I tend to feel like most of our little segues are great Black Mirror episodes. <laughs> it's actually not. That's how I said. It's so true. it's not bad. So I have a. But um, to to b- before we go straight to the to the to the wrap up part, yeah. I was gonna say I I actually kind of expected a quick shot in the diner and like Carlos would be working with them in the diner as like uh, as like a waiter or something because i really did i i expected that kind of button at the end for him where it was like oh look now he's part of the group but uh, nope <laughs> i i actually you know just looking at it i think it would have been better if he wasn't at the hospital and he showed up at the building and everybody just mm. kind of accepted him into the group yeah, silently that would have been a nice like i said a little redemption i'm not upset with how they ended his character arc because again he was a bad guy um it just i do feel like they worked pretty hard at giving him a turn and to not see that kind of come to fruition i kind of feel bad for but um anyway um before i do whether it's still rad or not i want to give you my theory on who this film was marketed to oh yeah please okay because this is what i this is what i picture in my mind's eye this is the truest of true family films this is a movie that you would put on 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 saturday night um you go to the home and you get grandma and you wheel her into the uh into the living room and you have okay. and you have the the two youngest kids they're on the floor eating popcorn watching tv um mom's made cookies uh dad uh he's in his barco lounger uh drinking original coke um mm-hmm. not not new coke um mm-hmm. andrea uh the older uh teenager who's really in a flock of seagulls kind of uh, vibe right now. Even she comes okay. and watches this movie. And they sit down, and, and for two hours, they have an amazing, amazing time. Okay. And as soon as the credits start, Mom breaks open two bottles of wine and starts chugging it. Great. Grandma starts moaning for her lost friends and wishes for death. Right. Uh, Andrea says, I'm going with my boyfriend, and Dad goes to the garage to pretend nothing is wrong. Yeah. That sounds about right. Right? I feel... Yeah. <laughs> just... I just perfect. Two hours of pure family bliss before it all goes back to shit. Before it all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you remember everything. <laughs> before you and remember... It's all, you're back in reality right, again. Right, Well, I, quote... Well, uh, quote, it is the 80s. No one likes reality. That's 100%. <laughs> I got news for you. It's, uh, it's 2018. Nobody likes reality. No. There was a small time in the early 2000s where we couldn't get enough reality. Um, but we, we've turned that corner. And now we're just yeah. bringing back shows from the 80s. <laughs> you know, wait a second. Can we address this? We, the, we've, the, 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 oh, no. Okay, go ahead. We've mentioned a lot. The 80s are coming back. Yeah. Roseanne is now back on television. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I don't think we can do our show anymore. Also, I don't uh, think Ready we, Player One is out at the box office. We can, Nothing but 80s crap. We, I don't think we could do a podcast about the 80s when we're living in the decade anymore. I, 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 I do want to say, I think you and I should break tradition. You, you said uh, you have HBO. Mm-hmm. In a couple of weeks, the Andre the Giant documentary comes out on HBO. So... And I think we should do a bonus episode where we watch it and we talk about it. We have to start doing more bonus episodes um, on a lot of stuff like this. I know one thing that we also talked about was when remakes come out. Yes. Reviewing the remake compared to the other one because uh, what's the one that I just saw is coming out they're working on now and I couldn't believe it. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just saw it yesterday. Um, Uh, A remake that shouldn't be remade. Schindler's List. Well, that would be in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Schindler's List is a comedy? Jaws. They're gonna remake Jaws. No, well, no. I, I am. I. I would almost say, as long as Steven Spielberg takes breath, they will yeah, not oh, remake yeah. a movie. Jurassic World was close, but it was yeah. a new direction. I don't think you'll ever see a true remake of a Steven Spielberg movie. Uh not until he is long dead in the ground. I agree. Yeah. Um. So, Greg. Yes. Was this film still rad to you, my friend? No. It was very long, <laughs> and I have a real problem watching old people who refuse <laughs> to just let it go. 
I'll watch John J. Rambo not let it go because he was pushed. He was pushed and he gave them a war they wouldn't believe, Paul. And they didn't believe. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> sure. But old people, you had your time. You had it. <laughs> and if I may paraphrase another great 80s movie, this is our time. <laughs> Down here. <laughs> That's the take you're taking. It's, Let it go, old it's people. It's just old people are the problem. This this developer was going to come in. Do you know how many jobs he was going to bring in with him? <laughs> he was going to he was going to build that area up. Wait a Do you second. Know how many good schools that guy would have put in? And by the Do way, you know the taxes that would have gone back to the city. Greg, this Greg, guy's just hold trying on. to do what he can do. It's 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 capitalism. The market is spoken. Your stupid neighborhood is dead. Greg, Main Street our USA is dead. It's all dead. Our Stop it. Our Let it evolve. Your you're no. killing me, old people. Stop it. <laughs> Our entire premise is nostalgia, Greg. <laughs> no. It's, it's, stop it. <laughs> no, this movie was not Rad, Paul. I, so, uh, I consider Rad just any movie that I really liked. I really like this movie. I thought it was fun. It's way too long. I am totally with you on that. It's a mishmash of scripts. Um, But I laughed when I, I was supposed to laugh. I found the tender moments tender. I, I thought the character and acting was all well done. Uh, I'm going to say it rad just because I liked the movie. However, I am with you in a lot of ways in that as great as the acting is, they didn't know how to cut a scene. Um, yeah. They they let yeah. everything, I kept saying, they keep letting the scenes breathe to kind of let the actors live in the moments. And there's just too many of them. Like, like, like establishing Bobby and Carlos's Bobby. They do that like nine times. I just right, don't right, need right. that many times. Um, I think there's a way to speed this up, but I liked it. I really did. Um, it, it, it hit all the same nostalgia points that I expected it to. Um, it just, I just, I can't imagine how my mother got three boys under the age of 10 to sit for two hours. That first 30 minutes of, oh, yeah. of yeah. just dreariness. How we got through that, I can't. I can't imagine. I assume it was a lot of pixie sticks and chocolate milk. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Um, but so that's it. That's where we go with uh, batteries not included. Uh, what do we do? We do. We thank Mr. Bibbs uh, because Mr. Bibbs is the greatest constant Patreon uh, patriot uh, promoter pontificator all around great guy. Just fantastic, dude. Um, we could, we're on Facebook. Well, are we going to stay on Facebook? I don't know. I don't want to give away all of our fans. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a meme that I like and it's, it's, it's Donald Duck and he's like waking up in bed really scared. And it's like that moment when you realize Facebook has stolen all your data. And then the next shot is him laying back in bed and he goes, and the, and the, the, the text says, but then you realize how worthless you and your data are. And that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like. Okay, they 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 really want to know that um that I think um you know Die Hard is a good movie. Yeah, oh, you you can have it. That's fine. You, you know what I found more interesting about not to dive into this because that's not our podcast. My take on it is I've used my email address to get onto a movie website to find out how they built Howard the Duck. My info is out there. Facebook yeah. is not how they got it. I, it's just, we, if you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram or Facebook, you've kind of just said, I'm okay with everybody knowing any, everything about me. Yeah. I don't know why anybody's shocked by this. It's, I'm with uh, you. It's just insane. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, like, like everything else, I'm sure there's going to be a mass exodus and then a whole bunch of people. I will say, I will say somebody posted, why did we ever leave MySpace for Facebook? And I said, oh, that's because you didn't live with MySpace, which was full yeah. of pop-ups, viruses, keyloggers, and no way to regulate it. You didn't also, grow everyone, up with MySpace. Everyone playing awful music when you go to their page. That's exactly. Disable. Yep. That you could not disable. Nope. No. If you turn your speakers so, off, it would still play. Yeah, that 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 disable. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. So visit us on Facebook as well. <laughs> Please go to Facebook. Um, this is just one big ad for Facebook. <laughs> 
help us out, become a patron. Uh, you can do it at the Podbean site, which is thiswasrad.podbean.com. We're also on Patreon. If you search This Was Rad, mm-hmm. we have a whole bunch of weird, funny things you can do. Uh, for 20 bucks, you can tell us, uh, we'll, we'll do a movie, any movie you want that is not streaming. Um, we already had a couple people take that. And uh, we, uh, as I said last time, we are going to do Young Guns and Young Guns 2. We're just plowing through some of these free ones before they wind up disappearing. Yep. Um, and um, we, we've kind of talked about this. we got to figure out how it's all going to work. At some point, we'd also like to put out some bonus stuff of um, uh, to patrons only. Um, we're not huge enough, I think, to put out, like, major whole episodes or anything else, but, um, I do have, like, a lot of cutting room floor in bits that never made it into the podcast, so what I'm thinking is maybe I'll start posting those, like, you know, one bit every so often, just as a little bonus. You know what, you know what I think we can do now that the movie pass is out, and you can basically go see as many movies as you want for seven bucks a month, and it doesn't matter how many times you go to the movies. If we set up a tier on Patreon where maybe you and I once a month go see a new movie. Yeah. And that'll be a bonus. You can hear what we think on like a new movie that's supposed to be rad. So, and and it wouldn't be a full hour. It would just be like a quick little 20 minute bonus thing. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be full length. Yeah. We're going to need, we're going to need to bump that dollar amount up so I can pay for the gas to get to a movie house around me that actually supports movie pass because uh my three closest ones don't no kid yep yeah uh the, the tons of them aren't doing it uh because they're gonna lose money they, don't, they just don't want to do it so i got i literally can drive five minutes in any direction from where i live and i hit a movie theater there's like 15 movie theaters within a 10 mile radius yeah we, we've got uh we've got three major ones all around us and i well one of them might I don't know about one of them. You might. I was gonna say you might want to check that out because I know have? they just added a ton. So you guys have Krikorian out there, right? Out here, yeah. Um, yeah. Landmark is a big one. Landmark and uh, Krikorian's a little bit south there. Cinemark, I, dude, yeah. dude. There's so many out here. No, it's no. Hard to keep I know. Nope. I'm. I'm. I've been out there. It's. It's different. How are the fires? Uh, out as far as I know. <laughs> so now it's mudslides. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's mudslides season. Because, yeah, it was it was raining all last couple of weeks. It was just mudslide central. Oh, man. Great stuff. Okay. Uh, I am Paul. I am Greg. Bye-bye. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.